Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, great new inventory. Fabulous selection of pre-owned inventory. They are the best in the business. It is Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Time now for our play-by-play call of the day. Now here is the 0-1 to Calhoun. Hit on the ground a second. Torres throws to first. End time. Ball game over. Corey Kluber has pitched a no-hitter. Corey Kluber came within one man of a perfect game. He pitches a no-hitter, and the Yankees are delirious on the field, celebrating with Corey Kluber in the middle. Another nine, another no-hitter. Okay, um... I'm happy for Corey Kluber. He obviously went through a lot after that line drive off the arm. But it does, uh, again, bring us back to a baseball problem. A no-hitter is is great. It is tension-ridden. He pitched a brilliant game last night. But now that's six in seven weeks, and that doesn't even include the Madison Bumgarner. Seven inning no hitter. Wow. It does bring with it a um it brings what it it what it does is it adds into what we're seeing. How about that? And even Clayton Kershaw was asked about the Kluber no-hitter last night, and he said, look, you know, he's obviously Kershaw's thrilled for him. But Kershaw admits, he said, I'm a pitcher, but, you know, we have a problem. And that is, you know, ah, boy, it is a problem. I know you're all happy for your guy. You should be. I mean, again, it's been a great comeback by him. So I'm not here trying to put down what he did. But if there even had been a week between no-hitters instead of 48 hours, you're like, boy, it looks, I mean, they're stacking up. But see, at least for me, as a baseball fan, I don't find it that big of a problem. Oh, I do. I think it's a huge problem. I think it's. I think it's a huge problem. To be honest with you, only because if you're trying to to get more people to the game, having this is something that hasn't happened before in baseball. So you, th- why not? You, you, this is the perfect time to bring people in now. This is fun for me to see all these different no hitters and and all these different accomplishments made in such a short amount of time because it's never happened before. If this happens again next year, then maybe this is then there might be a little bit of a problem. But for right now, I think it's I think it's fun. 
24.1% of all plate appearances are a strikeout. Now you having a good time? If it's my team, yeah. And, or if I'm just a, if it's not my team uh, that's getting yeah, hit, I, then yeah, I'm fine with I, it. But I like pitching. I, that's me. I, I didn't say at bats. I said plate appearances. Plate appearances include runners on base, walks, hit batsmen, hits. Right. Right. It's it's not twenty four percent of all outs. It's twenty four point one percent of all plate appearances. That means nothing is happening. That's a problem when nothing is happening. Because remember, the tension of the no-hitter does not kick in until the seventh inning. Which means you had to negotiate the first two hours to get yourself to that part. Right, is is not there's nothing wrong with having a lot of no hitters. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's emblematic of the problem that they have. That's the that's the issue. It's the optics of it. Oh, another one? Does anybody get any hits in this game anymore? Anybody? And when twenty four point one percent of all plate appearances, that means every time somebody steps into the box, one out of four is a strikeout. Ay ay ay. I didn't say 24% of all outs. I said of all plate appearances. I didn't say at-bats. I didn't say at-bats. I said plate appearances. Plate appearances include everything. And that's exciting to you? Only because, well, this is how I look at it. Now, when no hitters, let's say go back to last year, when no hitters were, let's call it a rarity, then yes, the tension would start to build right around the seventh inning. But for me, watching last night, only because because it's a lot of happened recently, and plus he just had 48, 48 hours beforehand. For me, the excitement was growing after the fifth, sixth inning. Because at that point, you're at the halfway point of the game. And you're thinking, well, this actually might be a good shot. And just the way he was pitching. Now, I realize it's the first one. So, to me, that draws interest. I realize it's the first one this century for your team. I got it. Because (laughs) it is. It's the first one in the 21st century for the Yankees. It is. It's the first one, you know, to go with the the one World Series win. And, uh, you know. But even if it wasn't my team, if I can watch it, which I couldn't last night because I don't have yes, but that's a different story. But if I could watch it, I would have tuned in. Uh, I wouldn't have tuned in the first two hours. I probably would have tuned in in the eighth inning. Ends up being a 2 nothing game. I mean, it's, you know, let's face it, it's a 2 nothing game. A lot of nothing happened last night. I mean, a lot of nothing. I mean, that, this is the... Uh, look, I understand what the purpose was. They Okay, when Major League Baseball changed the ball, they did it with a purpose. They thought it would lead to the ball staying in the park and 
more doubles and triples. I mean, seriously, that's what they thought was going to happen, more doubles and triples. Now, on the service, that's a worthy goal. We need to get the ball in play more, the whole thing. But anybody with common sense knows that today's hitter is not taught to hit that way. They're not taught to hit that way. They're not taught to hit to the gaps. They're not taught to go to the opposite way. Nobody bunts until September. Hey, we need to win this game. We've got to move the runner to second base. And all of a sudden, it's like, okay, anybody here bunt? No. Nobody? Give it a shot. Nobody bunts. Ever. They're shifting last night, sixth inning. I'd have bunted. I don't care. I'm trying to get on base. My job's to win the game. It's the sixth inning. Game's still in play. It was a 2 nothing game. I'd have bunted any inning if they're shifting. Go ahead. Chase it down, Corey. But they don't think that way. Every you know, So now balls that were home runs before are now flyouts to the warning track. And that's because, because it didn't come... I understand what the goal was. The goal was an admirable goal. Let's get the ball and play more. So let's, you know, so let's keep it in the park. Let's make them chase it down instead of having it being hit over their head, blah, blah, blah. I got that. So that is a noble goal. Now you ask, what are the unintended consequences? And we're seeing all of them play out. Okay? Games with five, six hits. I mean, now, of course, this is a day. I think, have the Giants already scored 14 runs today? Last I time I that. checked, it was eighteen to two. Eighteen to two. Man, they had a grand slam early, and I think Tampa Bay has double digits, right? Yes, they are up now. Actually, it's nineteen for Giants over the Reds yeah. in the bottom of the ninth, and the Rays won ten to one. Ten to one. All right. But you're getting all these games left and right where there's so many strikeouts, and it just I mean. Baseball can get away with it right now, Matt. They're this close to not getting away with it anymore. They've been able to get away with it because nobody was allowed to go to games last year. They've been able to get away with it so far because only limited fans have been able to go this year. Guess what? They're going to go to 100%, and people are going to look around and go, you know what, I I, I don't know if I can, I can watch this. When somebody strikes out, unless it's late in the game and a pivotal moment, it's you're sitting there. When somebody hits the ball into the gap, right, and has a double, people are up and you're yelling and screaming. They are not yelling and screaming at your eighth strikeout. Like, ah, this is great. Or when your guy's striking out. I mean, it's just not. You got to generate some excitement in your game. That is okay. No hitter is exciting, so let's let's you know let's take that off the off the plate. But it is emblematic of a two thirty six major league baseball batting average right now. In nineteen sixty eight, which obviously you weren't born, but I lived through it, where nobody could hit. Nobody could hit in sixty eight. Bob Gibson had a one point one two ERA. Denny McLean won thirty one games. 
Carl Yastrzemski was the only hitter in the American League to hit over 300. Oh, and by the way, Danny Cater was second at 290. The batting average in 1968 was 237. And baseball's like, oh my God, we got to do something about this. Guess what it is this year? 236. Before the Giants game, of course. <laughs> we'll come back with more in a moment. It's probably going up to 230 now with the Giants game. Back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Mac gets excited by watching guys swing, miss, and walk back to the dugout over and over and over again. Wow, that's really great. I can go into the ballpark now, at least right, at least at this point, and think, you know what? I might see history tonight. That's exciting why some, to me. Why somebody might get a hit? No, that I might see a no hitter. I might see a perfect game, the way things have been going lately. That's exciting to me. That would be a big incentive to go. See, the problem is, and this is not all MLB's fault. They've played into some of it, so, you know, they take some of the blame. But it's – it's. I, I talked to the, to the casual MLB fan. Like, what do you want now? You want more home runs? Okay. No, but, you want no. You want the ball in play. I want the ball in play. That's what I want. I want the ball in play. Action is ball in play. That's something that happens when you look at sport. Okay, last night, okay, it's basketball. But the you know when LeBron hit the shot, it made it one hundred three to one hundred. The ball was in play. The ball was being scored. Okay, the NHL. There was the tension, obviously, of an overtime game. But again, it's you know. There's scoring opportunities, saves. Tuka Rask made big saves. Samanoff made big saves last night in an overtime to keep the game at bay. All right? Football, you've got drama all the time. You know, getting first downs, marching downfield, creating a drive or a big play. What's being created here? Okay? How many games have been played so far? How many games have been played so far? Uh, the, like what's the what's 46, the Yankees? Forty six, I think they're twenty. They're twenty four right. nineteen. Yeah, so forty six games. All right, so just let's just say fifty. Okay, fifty games. Okay, so let's use a round number. So what's fifty times fifteen is what seven hundred fifty? Yes. Okay, so seven hundred fifty games have been played so far. Six of them have had no hitters. Okay. What about the other 744? 
where like there was five hits, four hits, three hits, six hits, you know, and 14 strikeouts. That's the problem. Not the no-hitter. The no-hitter is not the problem. It's just it's just the perception of, oh, another day, another one? Really? You have so many sometimes, it loses its, its luster. Take my word. You sit there and go, oh, okay, another one. Right. But the other 744, how many of those games are... Five to five to six or seven hits, fourteen strikeouts total, things like that. Where it's just the ball's not in play. Hey, action! Hey, you know there was fifty-eight seconds left. LeBron hit the shot last night. Well, guess what? Golden State's had a chance to tie the game up. Come down the floor, and they had shots at it to do it. Didn't make it. Okay. Right? All those opportunities in the Washington-Boston game last night to win it. Eh? Yeah, it ended up being 3-2. Okay, not a lot of goals, except it was the opportunity, the action, the puck moving. Right, Big plays. You know, pa- Pasternak was right in front of the net. He had him cold. Had him cold. He made a save. Big play. Right? That's the difference. Football, you know, every three downs, you got an opportunity to first down. The whole thing here, you've got guys just, okay, you know, 14 strikeouts. Nobody has a batting average. Okay, home runs, which were one point, I'll say they were 1.41 in 2019, went to 1.28 last year, or 1.14 this year. You're getting fewer home runs. Even Clayton Kershaw said last night he's thrilled for Kluber. He said, I'm thrilled for Kluber. I'm, th- I'm thrilled for Bum. He was referring to Bumgardner. Right? He says, but let's be honest about it. He says, in the big picture, we got a problem. And they do. I'm glad you're happy. TV ratings indicate you're one of the few people that's happy. Because I'm talking about, like, the real real casual fan a couple years ago oh I want to see his home runs I'm sick. I'm tired of seeing the, the pitchers duel alright so now baseball's trying to go to that and now uh, now we got too much like we you want most casual fans want one a whole lot of one or a whole lot of the other I think if baseball can get back to some sort of happy medium where you're playing for what you're saying in terms of making sure just keep the ball in play then I think they can resolve some of those issues. But when you try to go for one or the other, then that's but, where you can run into some problems. That's where we are not, right now. Fans don't know what they want. No, it's not. No, fans do know what they want, okay? And the people that are emphasizing this in front offices aren't giving them what they want. There's no doubt that today's baseball player is better conditioned than any point I've seen in my lifetime. These are the best athletes I've ever seen play baseball. Fernando Tatis, a fabulous athlete. Mookie Betts is a great athlete. I mean, look at the pitchers on the mound. Kluber's a good athlete, for goodness sakes. Harper's a great athlete. Right? Well-conditioned, finely tuned. 
I mean, really. I mean, these are the best set of athletes I've ever seen play the game. But they're all being taught that there's one way to win, and that's launch angle. And you've got guys, you know, throwing harder than at any point in my life. As I pointed out, I've talked to you know, It's one thing you have a lot of, you have access to, you know, one, one of the reasons that you do a show like this is that you have access to more information than fans do. It's just the way it is because you get a chance to talk to more people than fans do. Just like, I mean, not a little, like way more. Okay? And I was talking to scouts a couple of years ago, and, and one of them told me we used to have to mark down average fastball 90 to 92. Now we have to say the average fastball is 93 to 96 because they throw harder than ever. But what's different is that not only are they throwing harder than ever, and they throw great sliders, which has become a great outpitch, and the Yankees were really the ones that were at the forefront of that. Okay? But the problem is that the hitting approach has been pull, 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 and they're all playing into the hands of every pitcher and every defense out there. They're not trying to shorten swings and get hits. They're not trying to stretch an infield by dropping down a bunt or going the opposite way, where now they loosen up the defense. They're not being taught to do that. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. All right, Sunbury Motors. Fourth Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia. Routes 11 and 15, almost wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great new inventory, fabulous pre-owned inventory, a sales staff that works with you. That's why they have so many repeat customers. I mean, it's, they do because, guess what? Uh, the reputation gets around. They're great to deal with. And the um, service department just makes sure everything just keeps on running smoothly. It's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. So the NCAA next month, I think it's going to be June 22-23, they will take up at that point the... um, Possibility of name, image, and likeness. And so that that's you know there look, there's a sense of urgency now. And and part of the sense of urgency, and this is what they've had a little problem with uh getting this going because they don't have an antitrust exemption. So that I mean that is an issue. So let's let's not pretend it's not it is. They're also involved in this court case right now, Alston versus the NCAA. It's at the Supreme Court level. We could have a ruling on that in January. But they're going to take up the issue again next month. 
And they may be able to get it through. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, If they can get it through, it would be in effect July 1st, which is when six states have their name, image, and likeness rules and laws go into, into, into play. If, for example, they go past July 1st, but say they passed it, let's just pick a date, July 10th, then it would go in automatically that day. The council has expressed support for amending the effective date of the proposal. It was going to go August 1, but now they want to go July 1. And again, action immediately if, you know, again, they pass it July 10, it would go into effect July 10. So this is what they're looking at. They're looking at proposals that would allow athletes to be paid to be sponsors, social media influencers, and product endorsers. All right. So that's the start of it. When they look at this in four weeks, measures introduced in October, which is part of what they're looking at, would allow athletes to use their name, image, and likeness to promote camps, clinics, set up private lessons, have their own products, have their own services, their own commercial products or services. They can be paid for autographs, personal appearances. The athletes would also be allowed to get professional advice and marketing assistance regarding NIL and have professional representation and contract negotiations with some restrictions. I'm not quite... Boy, that, that part to me gets to be a little dicey. That gets to be a little dicey. Uh... Schools would be prohibited from arranging endorsement opportunities, and athletes would, be per- would not be permitted to use the school's logo in advertisements, endorsements, personal appearances, and promotions. See, I would take a look at that. Both prospective and current student-athletes would be required to disclose name, image, and likeness activities, including compensation arrangements. A message from the NCAA and the IRS. All right. The chief is on the line. Chief a.k.a. the Saint. <laughs> well, thanks, uh, Steve. I, I, just, I just told Matt, I said, I've been on a long trip today, and thank goodness for the Sunbury Broadcasting app. I've been able to, you guys have entertained me for the last hour and a half. And, well, uh, I, and that's I, what we're all about, entertainment. <laughs> exactly. I know. I know. Well, I, the, I, I promised Kevin... Last week, we played in the uh, Camp Mount Luther golf tournament, and I promised Kevin that I'd call in and tell you that he did not hit the railing on the bridge on number five, the par three on the, at the country club last Monday. <laughs> he cleared that, all right? So I just I just wanted to make sure that you knew that, because I know that's been a, a problem that uh, you and I both have experienced when we played at that country club, uh, at that hole with, with Kevin, but he did clear it. So uh, yes, twice, I, twice, I just, twice he twice. hit it. I, yeah, I, I know. Okay, okay. I know. Now I look. We're yeah. not talking about the Verrazano Bridge here. Okay, no, <laughs> where no. you can hit it. Okay, this is a railing. <laughs> yes, and I, and, and, and Dave, let's be yeah. honest. It really does take a special skill to actually hit that twice. <laughs> I, listen, uh, there's probably a better chance of being struck by lightning all yes. right, than to yes. do that twice. <laughs> yes. yeah. I, I, the, 
the other thing I wanted to tell you is that uh, thank God we had Chad Evans on our team because because of Chad, Chad Evans, we shot one under. And I know, Steve, I've golfed with you, and Craig Fogel has golfed with, with us together, and you guys are both excellent golfers. But Chad Evans had what I would call – he probably could have scored – better by himself than having all of the three of us along with him he i, I was super impressed if, if i needed somebody uh to make sure that second shot hit the green all the time i'd pick chad because he did it consistently on monday so that was that was a plus all right do, do, but, do we know what do we know what chad's doing on august 4th and do we have him on speed dial <laughs> well you should, I, i'm telling you right now that he is he is uh he's 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 I, I just, it was unbelievable. You know, usually when you make a good shot, somebody will say, now that's a golf shot. Well, I said that. Yep. I said that once. I said it about 12 times, all right, in that round. So I, I never do that. I really, yep. He, 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 uh, he golfed, uh, like I said, I told, after, the, after we were done, I said, you know, Chad, if you golfed by yourself, you probably would have scored better. So anyway, that was, it was a fun time. Wow. There were a lot of, a lot of, a lot of things going on there. So. Uh, does, uh, I mean, would he accept a, a, just a cash incentive to join us August 4th? I, he might, you know what? He, he might do that. I'm telling you. Uh, exactly. And the other thing, uh, you know, you talked about 1968 uh, yeah. with, the, um, with the, the, the batters doing so poorly. Well, I followed mm -hmm. that. Uh, the Detroit Tigers had uh, another player, another pitcher. Uh, Mickey, Mickey Lowledge. And, he, and he's the one that won two World Series games. And but McLean actually, kind of took the tank a little bit. But a, actually, yeah, that a, actually, Mickey Lolich won three. He won game two, I, game five, and game seven. That's right. You are correct. Yeah. How, why should and, I doubt you, Steve? I don't for anything that you've ever experienced in your life. All right. They say I have a good memory. You are you are superb. All right. And, and, the, and that year the, was like. It was like oh. there was nobody. There was nobody. You know, Carl Yastrzemski, a three hundred. Danny Cater, boy, there's a name you pulled out of your hat. That's yeah. That's a long time ago. So yes, dealt but, by the Yankees to uh, the Red Sox for Sparky Lyle at one point in his career. That was a terrific <laughs> one. Uh, but <laughs> but the Tigers had a third pitcher on that team, who was a great hitter named Earl Wilson, who was Earl the Wilson. third. He was the third pitcher in that starting rotation. McLean won Game Six, thirteen to one. So he actually he came back. He, uh, Gibson outpitched him in Game One. Gibson struck out seventeen. Gibson outpitched him in Game Four. So Mayo Smith, I think, was the manager, changed it up, and he put McLean in Game Six, and McLean. With a game they needed, they won thirteen to one. Then Lolich won Game Seven, and Mayo Smith did something else in that series. He moved Mickey Stanley from outfield to shortstop for the World Series to get an okay. extra bat in the lineup. It was brilliant. So it was Norm Cash, Dick McAuliffe, yep. uh, Mickey Stanley, Don Wirt. Let's see, Gates Brown, Jim Northrup, Al Kaline, and. And and uh, free was it uh, freehand Bill freehand behind freehand. the plate Bill freehand yeah that was your yeah, team you know, in '68 yeah I I mean I enjoyed watching I mean I was a National League guy but I, I just I just was just was uh, impressed with uh, with their pitching staff 
you, you talk about, I remember 1964 Father's Day, Jim Bunning, I remember watching that game on black and white television at home, 10 years old, and he pitched a perfect game. Back then, that was big. That was that was probably one of the, and I'm glad I got to watch it live on television because I, be I will else. never forget that game. It was awesome. That and, is, and Tony, that, Tony yeah. Taylor saved his butt two times with great, <laughs> uh, off, uh, great plays at second base. All right, to save to, to hold up that uh, that perfect game. And who can remember? Gus Triandos was his catcher. All right, yeah. Clay Dalrymple and Gus Triandos were the two catchers, and Gus Triandos only caught. Jim Bunning, but uh, I, that was pretty awesome. So I'm, I'm glad you brought brought back a couple of memories from the '60s for me when you uh, when you were talking about the Tigers there. So awesome, thank that's you. Really, that's really cool. I'm glad. And the Bunning perfect game in 1964 on Father's Day had to be something to to watch. I mean, because I mean, Kluber he, he botched his perfect game last night because that's what today's pitchers do. They they botch it. Uh, Right, Matt. Yep. But <laughs> I, I just do, I just do Matt, this to Matt because it clovers his guy. So. It's okay. yeah. <laughs> well, you know that I, that's the year I became a Phillies fan. I remember getting a transistor radio for my tenth birthday, and they were the only game in town, and I became a fan. And they were doing great. And that was the year that the misery started being a Phillies fan when they blew the big lead and lost to the Cardinals that year. So was oh, that well, by, what are you was, that, <laughs> was that by some? On the play-by-play with Bill Campbell? Yes, Bill Campbell, Bysom, and Richie Ashburn, those three. Wow. Byron Sam. And you, and you had the Ballantyne Blast. Every time somebody hit a home run, they had the Ballantyne Blast. It was, uh, you know, stupid things I remember from my childhood, but uh, that season is embedded in my brain. Oh, I, I, could do, I, could, I could do four months' worth of shows with stupid stuff in my head. So, <laughs> so Gotcha. <laughs> well, I, I I hope Kevin is listening because I promised him I would call, and I for, every time I thought about it last week, I was busy. But I'm driving, and I thought I'm I got to get this in. Plus, I wanted to talk about uh, what a great what a great game Chad had. So it was oh, that's uh, great. It was it was a good day. It was a good day. So, well, I mean, when somebody's golfing accomplishment is that they missed a bridge, I suppose that's worthy of discussion. All right, so yeah. <laughs> get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. <laughs> You're right. Oh, Dave, no, that's great. Thanks so much for the call. Appreciate you so much, my friend. Hey, you're welcome, and thank you for letting me talk, all right? You, anytime. Because on the Shikolemi broadcast, he never gets a chance to. All right, we'll come back. <laughs> S-U-I-T, that spells suit On News Radio 1070 WKOK. Capitals clear the puck out, and then Miller fires right back down. Drops some hesitation, allowing Smith to take the puck, and he scores! That was a fabulous game last night. Kenny Albert, uh, Ed Olchek, brilliant. Brian Boucher, really a great broadcast. Great game. Exciting game last night. You know, the irony is is Smith now has more overtime Stanley Cup game winners than Alex Ovechkin. Ovechkin has never had one. Did you know that? I oh. actually did. All the yeah, all the playoff games he's played in. I mean, it's just irony. It, does, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean he's a lesser player or anything like that. Of course it doesn't. 
But it's just ironic. It's just like when you say Mickey, uh, when you say Willie Mays never, never hit a postseason home run. People can't believe it. And then they look it up and go, my goodness, he didn't hit a postseason home run ever. Right? And same thing with Ovechka. I mean, sometimes great players, just it's just circumstances. Um, I guess what you call back to the suit to let the suit know. Uh, about, I did, and uh, he is satisfied. So and we thank the chief for fulfilling that obligation. Well, it was fabulous because it gave Bullers the dog a break. What was happening is that in the, in the corner office, the suit was explaining the concept of Dogecoin to Bullers. And then when you called, I guess Bullers got up and went outside and took care of business. All right, so... Uh, no, God! <laughs> no, God! No, God! And the dog's gone through enough. I mean, sitting in that office is the equivalent of having water dripped in your forehead. All right, so... Uh, <laughs> So we'll see in, on June uh, 22-23 what the NCAA is you know, they, They're up against it. There are six states. Uh, Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia, Florida, Tennessee, and then New Mexico that have their name, image, and likeness laws go into effect. There are 14 other states that already have bills that are pending, many in this year. And by the way, one of them happens to be Pennsylvania. But the NCAA is trying to beat the clock on this thing, if they can. Any proposal they had normally goes into effect on August 1st. So, number one, they voted to have roll it back to July 1st. So that they've done. And if this isn't settled by July 1st, and say they settle it on July 10th, it would then go into effect immediately, like that day. Hey, okay, vote. One minute later, you can do it. But they feel they have to come up with something. Congressionally, you'd like to see something nationally, some guidelines nationally on it, because, you know, intercollegiate athletics affects all 50 states. The problem is, they, you know, they you have people proposing bills. Congressman Anthony Gonzalez, uh, the former Ohio State wide receiver, has put together some proposals. Senator Cory Booker of New Jersey, Senator Chris Murphy, of Connecticut, but the problem is you can put these bills together, but there has to be somebody that gets it moving, and it and it has to get moving from in Gonzalez's case, it has to get moving from either Steny Hoyer or from Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi that gets it on a track, or in the case of the Senate, it may be fifty-fifty, but because of the Vice President, that means Chuck Schumer of New York is the majority leader. He's the one that has to give it a track. And so you need to get the leadership to give it a track. And right now there are proposals, there there are formulations, but there's no track for it in Congress right now. And it, it look, it's not as if they don't have big fish to fry in Congress. Obviously they do, but you know, no offense, you can multitask. But right now they don't have a track. And that's what you know. That's what you're looking at. Can you get a track congressionally? Because I think there has to be some national guideline on this. Now, does a national guideline come out after the ruling on Alston versus the NCAA? We'll have to see. Let's see. Let's look at the pitching matchups tonight. Let's uh, have some fun. Predict who's going to throw no hitter tonight. See, this is actually good for baseball. No, it's not. <laughs> 
Uh, with a headline, I, I, hey, I saw hey. an exact headline like that, and I'm like, okay, it's, it's, it's a fun little thing we can do. This is almost like doing the W's and L's. Yeah, but, okay, a no-hitter is exciting. What Kluber did was exciting. Right? But now you're at the point where it's now becoming symbolic. I don't want my you – know, everybody – why did the NHL take out the two-line pass? as a penalty to get more offense and more excitement in the game. Why did college basketball go to the three-point shot to get more offense into the game? Why did the NFL put in the five-yard rule uh, on illegal contact? Because they wanted receivers to have freedom of movement. They want more offense in the game. Everybody has put in more rules along the way to put more offense in the game. Alabama football won their sixth national championship under Nick Saban this past season. I would venture to say that of all the teams that he has won titles with, the one at LSU and the six at Alabama, this probably was the weakest defensively of the group. Sertan's a heck of a player. Baysmore's very good, but it's probably the weakest defensive team that Alabama has had among their national title teams. Remember, they gave up 45 to Florida in the SEC championship game. But how did Alabama do it? Superior offense. Everybody's trying to put more offense into the game because offense is 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 entertaining and exciting. Doesn't mean you can't have some defense, an interception, a fourth down stop, a block of a shot, you know, a great save by a goalie. Yeah. But sports are trying to put more offense into it. Okay. Matt's more excited by watching guys walk up, miss, and walk back. The only when the only action is the guy striding to home plate from the on-deck circle, that's not good. If any V throws a no-hitter tonight, I'll admit we have a problem. Who does? 